This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Welcome, everyone, to the Hockey News Action Show presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Stevens. This is Rachel Dory, and we are going to be taking you through the night's biggest uh, or all of the night's matchups uh, from a betting perspective, giving you tips, teeing them up, basically getting you ready for the action. Uh, Obviously, Rachel will be taking the lead on that because she is the smart one here. Um, And we got a full slate. Basically, we got 12 games tonight. Um, It is, as always, uh, uh, Thursday, October 19th. Um, So why don't we get started with uh, a playoff matchup here or playoff pre uh, uh, revenge game sort of with the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Florida Panthers in Florida. Rachel, TS up. Yeah, so this is going to be uh, a great game, right? I mean, Florida is missing Brandon Montour. They're missing Aaron Ekblad. So they've got some really key injuries here. Toronto is slightly favored for that reason. And there's slight value on the under seven total. Now, what I should say is that anytime Toronto and Florida have played the past couple of years, it has been absolute chaos. There have been goals. There have been fights. There have been pretty much everything. So that's something to look out for. But it's important to point out there is slight value on that under seven um the Leafs aren't getting great goaltending but they do have great shooting percentage there is really good opportunity here on all the star players so for me I look at this and I go if you can get Toronto sort of close to even money minus 120 then I think that's where you you can kind of jump on them um but if you're targeting props Austin Matthews over four and a half shots he has been red hot for the Toronto Maple Leafs even to get a point, he's somebody who my model projects to have over five shots tonight. And so that's a, an area you should be targeting. William Nylander has also been red hot. So I think he's somebody, Mike, you know his mm-hmm. play really well. He's been fantastic. And so William Nylander to get a point tonight has some value. Um, if you can get it sort of right around plus money, minus 110-ish. I mean, considering he's a point-per-game player, it's probably a good bet. Um, all right, let's move on to the Winnipeg Jets and the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, you know, a, a central division, I believe it is. It's central, right? Yes. yes well, Vegas matchup. is in the Pacific. Never mind. So so strike everything I just said from the record, except for the fact that the Vegas Golden Knights and the Winnipeg Jets are playing each other. Rachel, why don't you do a much better job of teeing that game up than I did? <laughs> well, okay. So you look at Vegas, you look at Winnipeg. It's actually a pretty even matchup, all things considered. And the reason why it's more even, even though Vegas is coming off of a Stanley Cup, they're obviously a better team, is because Winnipeg hands down wins the goaltending matchup. They have Connor Hellebuck. He is an inherent advantage. And if I look at my model, I see Winnipeg is a lot closer to the 50% than maybe a lot of people think. And so you can get Winnipeg at plus money. That is tremendous value. That's something you should absolutely look to kind of capitalize on. The other thing you should look at is these are two between Connor Hellebuck and how Vegas plays defensively. These are two low scoring teams and the under here is favored by a value. And so that is going to be when you've got a tight checking game, you've got 
a lot of players who are kind of trying to find their way, new positions in the lineup. Winnipeg's missing Gabriel Velarde now, so they've got to rejig some things. Jack Eichel's come in. He's been really good. So is Mark Stone. They're playing against Connor Hallebuck. This game in a tight checking environment, which it always is when Vegas and Winnipeg play each other, is ripe for an underbet. And so I think there, you look at it, it's projected to be about five and a half to 5.7 goals. So that's a great spot for you to potentially get under the number. Absolutely. Great stuff as always. All right, Colorado and Chicago. Big matchup here between a team that is not supposed to be that great versus a team that is supposed to be that great, but... The, uh, the Chicago Blackhawks have Connor Bedard, which throws a wrench and everything. Rachel, tee us up. Connor Bedard, has he been fun to watch, Mike? He's been pretty fun to watch. I gotta say, I, I have seen worse. Let's just say that. So Connor Bedard, I mean, you look at this. Let's go all things considered. Colorado, like Mike just said, Stanley Cup contender. Chicago, lottery contender. So right there, we've got a mismatch. Now consider this: Chicago is made up of really young players and really old players. Both of those categories of players tend to struggle towards the end of road trips. Now you add in the fact that they've just gone on this big Eastern road swing. They've done Boston, Toronto, Montreal. And instead of getting to go home to Chicago, nope, your prize, you get to go to Denver. You get to play at altitude. At altitude, yeah. Road trip against the Colorado Avalanche who are waiting for you. This screams point night. And what I mean by point night is... Colorado players, McKinnon, Ranton, and McCarr, they're going to be licking their chops, right? They can't take Chicago lightly, especially with Bedard, because he can make you look silly. But when you've got a situation like this, you have a match made in heaven for a Colorado minus one and a half bet. At some books, it's minus two and a half. If you can get it at minus one and a half, maybe you parlay it with a different game on the money line. I think this is going to be huge point night. Nathan McKinnon, two plus points at plus money. Nathan McKinnon over four and a half shots. I mean, he just put up 14 against San Jose and Chicago is no better defensively. So that's a great spot. My model has McKinnon projected for over six shots tonight. So, I mean, we take that all day long and Kale McCarr to get an assist. My model has him with an over 70% chance to record an assist tonight. When you combine all these factors together, you kind of just got to look. You've got a tired team that's playing at altitude that isn't very good. This is potentially a big blowout tonight. What do you think, Mike? It could be like that, Rachel. I mean, this is going to be a very interesting game. We got, like you said, we got a team that's not that great versus a team that's supposed to be very great. They have, Obviously, Chicago has a trump card here um, in Connor Bedard, but so do the so so do the Avalanche. And, you know, the Nathan McKinnons, Mikko Rantanen's, Kale McCars, it could get ugly. Um, all right, two teams that are trying to get back in the playoff picture um, in Calgary and Buffalo taking on each other tonight. Rachel, interesting matchup. Why don't you take us through it? Yeah, it is a really interesting matchup, right? You've got two teams that we sort of expect to be on the bubble. My model projects both of them to sort of be on the cusp of either making or missing the playoffs. Buffalo is the slight favorite tonight, and Buffalo does have more talent. But the reason why these teams are so evenly matched is because Buffalo has less structure. They're a younger team. They're a little bit more offensive. They play a little bit more loosey-goosey river hockey style. And so they score more goals. Whereas Calgary, obviously they've got a new head coach in Ryan Huska, but they're a little bit more structured. They've got a little bit more defense to them, right? they got Rasmus Anderson, Mackenzie Weger, Chris Tanev, guys who are going to step in lanes and block shots. And Whereas going up ice, they have guys like Elias Lindholm and Jonathan Huberto who are very good, but they're not the same high octane that a Tage Thompson would be. 
right? So you look at that. Dan Vladar is also expected to start for Calgary. He is the Calgary backup. And so right there, right off the hop, you're, you're going to say that Calgary is going to want to play better in front of their backup goaltender. They're on Eastern time, which is always interesting when a Western team comes East. That's always pretty tough. And so you look at this combination of factors. I like Tage Thompson to get a point tonight. I think he's been very consistent. Alex Tuck over two and a half shots. That's a great spot for me. And Chris Tanev over one and a half blocked shots. That's a number he continues to hit consistently dating back to a couple of years now, whether his time in Vancouver or last year in Calgary. He's been somebody that's consistently blocking shots on the penalty kill at even strength. He's going to draw all of the high quality matchups. So I think when you look at that, it's a great opportunity Two block shots that can happen in one penalty kill. Absolutely. It sure can. Um, all right, Rachel, we have two playoff hungry teams as well uh, in New York, the New York Rangers specifically, and the Nashville Predators, obviously a team that made the playoffs last year and team trying to claw its way back in. Very, very good matchup here. What what can we expect? Yeah, I think this is going to be a fun game and not so much from a scoring perspective, but it's going to be a battle of two of the best goalies in the NHL, right? You got UC Soros for Nashville and Igor Shosturkin for the Rangers. Anytime you get a goalie matchup like this, it's hard not to watch because you're going to see fantastic saves. The other thing you have is Nashville is playing a more offensive style, which kind of mirrors what the Rangers are doing, right? They've got Andrew Brunetta as their coach now, so they're not playing that robust, defensive, boring style. They're a little bit more fun now, right? Ryan O'Reilly's line for shots is only one and a half. He's cleared that line. And when you're playing on the top line with Philip Forsberg and you're playing in an offensive sort of system, you're going to be expected to generate shots. My model has him projected for 2.7. That's comfortably over the line of one and a half. I really like that. Philip Forsberg is the primary shooter on Nashville. Over two and a half shots. I think Nashville is going to be playing from behind in this game unless UC Soros just has an unbelievable game. So when you look at that, that's a great spot for Philip Forsberg. He's going to get all the power play cookies. He's going to get the time with empty net potentially. And New York is favored to win and they should win, but there isn't any value on that line. In fact, there's value on the Nashville side of things. Just not confident. If you think Soros is going to play really well, that is a value bet that you can take. But be aware that the Rangers are the better team. They have more offensive weapons, be it like Adam Fox, Mika Zibanejad, Artemi Panarin. I mean, Capo Caco's looked good to start. So when you look at that, you look at the whole thing. I think it's going to be a close game. Shade it towards the under. Man, all right, there you go. And then finally, we got the Los Angeles Kings and the Minnesota Wild. Again, another potential playoff matchup. You know, this is this is a great slate of games here tonight. Let's end it off, at least the, 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 the game previews, with L.A. and Minnesota. Yeah, so L.A. and Minnesota, you've got a team that we've kind of pegged to be sort of in the third place in the Pacific and a team we've pegged to be in third place in the Central. So it's kind of one of those interesting matchups, right? It's a battle of two teams that are kind of struggling to find their game so far. I mean, I don't think L.A. has played all that well. Minnesota definitely hasn't played all that well. And now you've got Minnesota coming off that Eastern road trip. They're going to be playing at home in L.A., what are they going to bring? It's going to be Philip Gustafson versus Cam Talbot tonight in net. I think that gives Minnesota the advantage. Cam Talbot's really fallen off. And Philip Gustafson looks like a really good young goalie, which is going to be great for Minnesota with what they've got coming in Jesper Wallstead. But for tonight, you look at the top end players, right? LA is favored, but there isn't any value on that line. And so when you look at it, that's something you probably want to stay away from. But there are some interesting player kind of, storylines here right Kirill Kaprizov always a candidate mm -hmm. he's gonna have to step up his play because Minnesota's without Matt Boldy 
And that's a key piece of their scoring kind of top six. And so Kirill Kaprizov beat on the power play or even strength. He's going to have to make something funky happen, right? Anze Kopitar, top line center, over two and a half shots. Yes, he will be facing off against either the Kaprizov line or the Ericsson Ek line. But Ericsson Ek line is more of a defense first line. So I think they're going to use that against the Pierre Luc Dubois line. So then you've got him playing Kaprizov. They're going to be going head to head in a battle of the best lines. That's going to be a great opportunity. And depth is going to play a key role in this game. LA has is deeper up front. And Minnesota is also without Jared Spurgeon. So they've got two key injuries. I think what you see here is you're going to have opportunities for other players to sort of step up. Can a pure Luke Dubois break through? And can he provide that impact that LA is so hoping that he can provide? That's going to be a huge question here. I think it's a 50-50 game. It might be one of the best games of the night. And if you're looking at the model, we've got it shading towards the under. Amazing. All right, Rachel. Now, before we, we head out of here, let's do some player props, shall we? Why don't you kick us off? Yeah, there's a couple player props. So we talked about Colorado, Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. We so sure did. My model allows me to project kind of who's more likely to, or who's most likely to get a goal, assists, shots, all that. The top value players to score goals tonight, Nico Rantanen, Nathan McKinnon, Jason Robertson, and Leon Dreisaitl. Those are four players, obviously high-end skill, high-end just teams that they play on, right? You can put Austin Matthews in there. He's the fifth player that's in there. They're playing a bit better team in Florida, though, whereas the Oilers are playing Philadelphia. You got Chicago. Then you've got Anaheim playing Dallas. Those are kind of a match made in heaven for anybody who has a fantasy team. You want to be starting every player on Dallas, every player on Edmonton, every player on Colorado. So for goals, I like Rantanen, Robertson, Dreisaitl, McKinnon, and Matthews. Those are the best kind of spots. You're not going to get a ton of value, but I think you can get some value on Jason Robertson. Then if you're looking at assists, there are three guys that I'm targeting. Uh, Evan Bouchard, who quarterbacks the power play in Edmonton, he's had an, at least an, one assist in all of his games so far this year. You've got Brad Marchand. The Bruins are out west facing the Sharks. The Sharks are obviously not that good. Brad Marchand, David Pasternak passing back and forth on the power play. Model has him at over 80% to get an assist tonight. I really like that number. And you've got Kale McCarr, who we talked about earlier. He is an absolute stud, best defenseman in the league on point night. He might get more than one assist. Then you're looking at shots on goal. And if I look at shots on goal, there's two guys that have tremendous, tremendous value tonight. Joe Pavelski and Michael Bunting. So Joe Pavelski plays for the Stars. His line's at one and a half. My model's got him projected at 2.7. So that's comfortably over the number. He's playing against Anaheim. He should have no trouble clearing that line. Even to get a point there, it's probably a pretty safe bet. And then you've got Michael Bunting, who's playing for the Carolina Hurricanes. Without Sebastian Ajo, we don't know if he's going to play. And so Michael Bunting, over one and a half shots, he's a guy that stands in front of the power play. Brent Burns, uh, Jacob Slavin like to shoot the puck. That's a great opportunity for Michael Bunting to kind of pick up some rebounds, get some shots, and he could conceivably go over this number on a single power play opportunity. That's how good Carolina's power play is at generating shots or shot volume team. So those are the spots for player props that I really, really like tonight that have some value. There you go. Well, that brings us to the end of the show. Obviously, bet responsibly. Um, And Rachel, I guess we will see everyone uh, next time.